Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. I'm your host, Will Walden, and today we will be discussing what things can psychologically and physically harm our astronauts when they go to Mars. And if you find this topic interesting, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get new stuff every single day. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and also to our Patreon patrons, patreon.com slash space news podcast you can help support future podcasts and also become a space cadet for as little as one dollar per month and i just soft launched spacenewspod.com it's a place where you can find new ways to listen to the podcast ways to communicate ways to hit me up on twitter facebook etc so if you get a chance go to spacenewspod.com and check it out so human beings are going to go to the red planet eventually it's just a given. We're going to get there. And before we get there, we have to figure out the things that are going to harm us. And one of those things is our body temperature. And our body temperature can rise and lower depending on what kind of uh, environment we're in. Now, if we go to Mars, it's really stark compared to what it's like on Earth. Like on Earth, it's, you know, we can handle low temperatures and what we think are high temperatures of around 100, 120 degrees then your inner core temperature starts going up. It's normal 98.6-ish, and then you're fine. But after that, if you go higher than that, you could die of heat exposure. And if you go lower, uh, you could die from being too cold. And on Mars, the equator is uh, 80 to 100 degrees below zero. That's in the summer. Okay, so summer... 80 to 100 degrees below zero. And it, during the day, sometimes it can be 65 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's not too bad. And that's why humans will always have to be in some sort of uh, protective thing. You know, you, whether it's a pod that they're traveling in, or whether it's a settlement on Mars itself, or in a spacesuit that can handle these kind of temperatures. And if we have these structures in place, well, that could take care of the next thing, which is a lack of oxygen. There's very little oxygen on Mars, and Mars' atmosphere is highly toxic. It's carbon dioxide and nitrogen, a mix of those two. So we'll need a survival system, a spacesuit, or like I was saying before, you know, a structure that we could be in at all times. We can't really be 
outside of something like that with, you know, like if you go to the beach, you can just wear flip flops and shorts and you're fine. You can't do that on Mars. So anything we do on the actual surface of Mars will have to be in a suit. But of course you can take the suit off when you're inside of the uh, colony. And when you're on Mars, there's microgravity. There's a little bit of gravity, you know, it's one third of Earth's gravity. And in microgravity, bone loss occurs leading to osteoporosis, as well as loss of muscle mass, strength, and endurance. Body fluids are affected and it could change your cardiovascular system because of this. And any sort of prolonged exposure to weightlessness increases risk associated with bone demineralization, lowered blood volume, and also immunodeficiency. So there's health risks, not only on the surface of Mars, but also inside your own body when you get there. So there's going to have to be ways for us to figure out how to neutralize these before we actually send astronauts to Mars. And the famous twin study done by NASA recently on the ISS will greatly help our chances to survive on the red planet. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And then we have radiation, solar radiation in space and on extraterrestrial worlds is kind of crazy, especially if they don't have magnetic fields and radiation sickness is a long term effect of off earth travel. And we have really not found an effective solution to stop radiation from penetrating into the uh, human body when you're out in space. There's numerous theories of how we could do this, and some of them are really weird and wacky. Um, one of them in particular that I, that I find funny is using human waste um, that you have in the bathroom and you pad the walls of the actual space station and the spacecraft that you're flying to Mars in uh, just to make sure that there's an extra layer of something in between you and the radiation that's going to try to kill you on your way to Mars. And it sounds disgusting and it kind of is, but if it's going to help you survive on your way to Mars, I think I would probably do it. I mean, where would the waste go anyway? You might as well use it, right? And the flight to Mars is going to be really long. It's about seven months travel time and you're not going to be in a spacious, beautiful space station like you see in the sci-fi movies you're going to be stuck in a tin can. It's something like Crew Dragon that's going to the ISS. It's about the size of, you know, for seven people. So something like that could be a living habitat module, but there could be things attached to it, of course, depending on how we send people there. So right now we have a few solutions, uh, something a little bit bigger than Crew Dragon, um, something with, you know, basically like a living canister on the back of it. And then that gets jettisoned down to the surface of Mars so that when you get there, there's actually a, a living area when you get to the red planet. But think about this for a second. As you're traveling to Mars, you can't get out. 
Have you ever been on a long car trip when you, you know, you have to take a bathroom break or you just want to stretch your legs and you can just pull over to the side of the road or stop at a rest stop and you can get out of the car and you can walk around or walk your dog or do whatever you want to do while on the way to Mars, you cannot physically do that. You're stuck in a canister until you get to Mars. Seven months in this one spot. And we don't really know the psychology of what's going to happen when people are stuck in that small of an environment for that long of time. And so far, the longest day on a space station was 438 days. We didn't get a lot of research from that because it was, you know, before we actually thought about going to Mars and what we were actually going to compute to need the resources to get to Mars. So that data is kind of jumbled up and we don't really have a lot of technology involved with the, uh, with the actual stay. So it can be done. Now, what happens when you spend that much time in a canister, you get to Mars and then you're stuck in another habitat with the same people that you went there with. What's that going to do to your head? You know, what's the psychology of all of this? And we're not quite sure. So there's going to be a few people that get to Mars and then we're going to have to study them and we're going to have to see what actually happens to people and then how to combat it. You know, because right now we're just doing these studies, the twin studies on the ISS to figure out, you know, how biologically different people are when they're in space and when they are on the ground. And psychologically, you know, we really haven't done a ton of tests with, uh, you know, long duration space flight and also um, habitation on another planet. So it's not just the planet, it is not just space, and it's not just your body, but also your own mind is trying to fight against you for doing this. So if you can overcome all of that, you can go to Mars and you can have a successful mission on Mars and you can lead the human race into the next step of exploration. So if you like this kind of content, make sure to go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash space news pod. Also make sure to subscribe to this podcast. I do it every single day and I do it because I love it. I'm very passionate about it. I've loved space since I was a little kid and I want to continue doing this for as long as I can. And you subscribing and listening really helps a ton. Uh, but also check out spacenewspod.com and our magazine spacenewspodcast.com. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening today. Thank you to our Patreon patrons, patreon.com slash space news podcast. And thank you for taking the time out of your day today to spend it here with me on the space news pod. My name is Will Walden and I will see you soon.